here's a truth bomb for you. Diets don't work. And I think deep down, most of us know that because our experience has shown it to be true over and over and over again. And yet, we keep trying. Did you know the average woman has been on eight diets in just the past year? And every time we fail, thinking we're the problem, we feel a little bit worse about ourselves. Frankly, it's BS, and I'm sick of it. And that's why in today's episode, I want to break down all the reasons why diets don't work and what you can actually do about it to lose weight and get healthy in a way that does work. Welcome to the Ditch the Carbs podcast, brought to you by Thinlicious. I'm your host, Ruth Sukup, and here we'll talk about everything from the science of weight loss and metabolic flexibility to practical tips for making your health a priority in the midst of a very busy life. It's the perfect blend of insightful education, practical application, and good old-fashioned motivation. So buckle up, friend, because it's about to get real. Hey there, and welcome back to the Ditch the Carbs podcast. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Ruth Sukup, and I am the founder of Thinlicious and the creator of the Thin Adapted System, as well as the New York Times bestselling author of seven books. And these days, I am also pretty much obsessed with helping women over 40 lose weight and get healthy. In fact, I kind of like to think of it as starting a health revolution. And that's what this podcast and really the whole Thinlicious brand is all about. It's about freedom, the freedom to feel your best, the freedom to not be controlled by food addictions ever again, and the freedom to confidently pursue all your big goals and dreams because your health and weight issues are no longer holding you back. Because honestly, there's nothing that impacts us more than our health. And if you don't feel good, it prevents you from living your best life and from doing all those other things that you want to do. And so now I am on a mission to change the world by helping women transform their health. And I'll just tell you right now, if that gets you excited, then you're probably going to like it here. We are health rebels and we are not afraid to question the status quo or do it a little differently. And that's also why in today's episode, I want to face the elephant in the room head on and talk about dieting and specifically about the misery that so many of us have been inflicting on ourselves for years and years and years without ever actually seeing the results that we're hoping for. I want to talk about all the very specific reasons that diets don't work, even though we think they should, and about why it's not just your lack of willpower that has been keeping you from being successful. And I also want to talk about what you can actually do about it. And my hope is that if you too have been on that endless yo-yo shame diet spiral for too long, this is going to be the episode that opens your eyes to new possibilities and maybe even gives you a new sense of hope and hopefully a major dose of encouragement if you've been feeling discouraged. Because honestly, I know exactly how that feels. Now, if this is your first time listening and you don't know my story, then the nutshell version is that I struggled with my own weight 
for years, like years and years and years. Like so many women, when I back when I was in my 20s and my early 30s, I honestly didn't really have to worry about my weight that much. Yeah, occasionally I'd gain a few pounds and then I'd cut back for a few days and basically get right back to normal. It wasn't really a thing. And so I didn't really think about it that much. But then as I started to get older, it started to get a lot harder. I And then I started my business and I started spending a lot more time sitting at my desk and, you know, running a business is hard. I didn't get as much sleep. I started eating out all the time because I didn't really have time to cook. And just kind of slowly over the years, my weight started creeping up. And it wasn't that I didn't notice or that I didn't try to do something about it. I was constantly, constantly looking for new ways to lose weight fast, right? Because in my head, I still had that 20-something girl mentality that told me if I could just cut back for a few days or maybe for a few weeks, then I'd be able to bounce right back and the weight would come off and I would be fine. So of course, I tried all the things. <laughs> and I mean all the things. The cabbage soup diet, the GM diet. It's really a thing. You should look it up. Don't look it up. It's really weird. Um, the, the F factor diet, the fat flush diet, the green smoothie diet, five-day juice cleanses. I tried South Beach and Atkins and Weight Watchers. I tried different meal delivery services and Noom and every other app that I could find, including one that pairs you up with a personal coach who was supposed to hold you accountable. You like send them the pictures of everything you're eating, (laughs) which I did for a couple of weeks. And then of course I went off the rails as I always do. And I got embarrassed and I ended up ghosting this, this gal on the app. She kept texting me back and I kept ignoring her. And so then I thought, well, maybe I need to try something else. And I thought maybe exercise would help. So I went to the gym and I signed up for a personal trainer and I started working out three days a week and didn't really seem to make any difference. So I thought, well, maybe running would help. And I started running. And when none of that worked, I started to get desperate. I'm not going to lie. So I went to a local Medi spa and did a consult for liposuction I didn't do the liposuction. It seemed a little scary, but I did end up paying thousands of dollars for a non-surgical liposuction alternative, um, which was like going to melt my fat away or freeze it away. I don't know what it was, but yes, I, I did that. And spoiler alert, that did not work either. And you know, with all these things that I was trying, it's not that I would never lose any weight. I would, you know, sometimes I'd lose five pounds or 10 pounds, even 15 pounds. Once I even lost like 25 pounds and that felt amazing. But then I would go right back to eating my, all the things and I would gain it right back every single time. And not only gain it back, but gain it back plus a little bit more for good measure. And for years, literally years, I was on this yo-yo cycle of on again, off again, on again, off again, just dieting, alternating between feeling miserable because I couldn't eat or feeling miserable because I had eaten too much or I had totally blown it, right? I was either miserable because I was hungry or I was miserable because I was guilty. And it was just this like shame spiral over and over and over again, losing weight, then gaining it back. And if you've ever struggled with this, then you probably know exactly what I'm talking about because it takes its toll. And and the other thing is that it just, 
it feels so lonely, right? Like it takes its toll on you, on your psyche and on your emotions and just like on your thoughts. And it's something you can't quite get away from no matter what you do. But it's just this thing that happens in a vacuum where you don't want to talk about it because you're embarrassed. And there's so much shame that's happening when we don't feel good about ourselves and you don't feel good about your body and it starts to erode your confidence and it changes the way that you put yourself out into the world and it affects your relationships and your sex life. And it's exhausting. And I'm just going to say, it doesn't matter if you are a hundred pounds overweight or you are 20 pounds overweight because perception is reality. And if you don't feel good about yourself and about your body, then it doesn't really matter what the scale says, right? It's about our own perceptions of ourselves. Because someone may have looked at me at my heaviest and thought, oh, Ruth, you look you look great, right? Like my husband thought I looked good. He loved my curves. He loved that I had these giant boobs, which I hated. And he wasn't the one pressuring me to lose weight. So it wasn't really that, right? It wasn't my husband telling me I was fat. It was that I didn't feel good about myself. And that shame and that embarrassment was was affecting so many other parts of my life without even realizing it. I didn't realize how much I was shrinking and how much I was hiding and how much I was just scared to be seen, didn't want to have my pictures taken, didn't want to look in the mirror, didn't want to be in front of people, didn't want to go, you know, networking with my business because I didn't feel good. But like I said, I couldn't, I couldn't get anything to actually stick long-term. I'd lose a little bit of weight and then gain it right back. And then I get so fed up. Maybe you can relate to this too. I get so fed up that I would be like, you know what? This is stupid. I don't have time for this. It's fine. People probably don't even notice. May I'm tall. I'm really tall. People probably can't even tell that I've gained 20 pounds, right? And then I'd go and buy more Spanx. I had a whole drawer full of Spanx. And Spanx in Florida is not a good idea, let me just tell you. <laughs> so that was my story for years and years and years. I was on the doom loop. I was on the doom loop, like big time. But yet here I am, right, recording this podcast. So what changed? What exactly changed to finally get me off of this spiral and get me to a place, the place that I am today? Well, honestly, I think one day I just hit my breaking point. I saw it. My, everybody has their own moment. And my moment was I saw this picture that somebody else had taken of me. And it was the, it was the heaviest that I had ever been when that picture was taken. And at that point I was avoiding pictures, right? And so when I saw this picture that someone else took of me, it was like seeing myself through someone else's eyes for the first time. And it was like the first moment where I, I couldn't lie to myself because I was like, oh my gosh, is that, is that what I really look like? Cause I, in my head, I was still trying to, to tell myself it was fine. And so this was the, mo- the moment that I, I just realized, like I had this moment where I was like, I got I'm like something, <laughs> something has to give. <laughs> And, you know, they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. And I think I finally like got it. I don't think I've ever even understood that quote until that moment. And I was like, I have to do something different, right? I had failed so many times. And so finally in that moment, I knew I had to stop dieting and actually commit 
to changing my life. I needed to commit to a permanent lifestyle change. And I also knew that I needed to find a way of eating that was actually going to work for my crazy life because I don't know about you, but my life is insanity about 95% of the time. I, you know, I've run three businesses. I got two kids or teenagers. I've got all this stuff going on, two crazy dogs. Like I don't have time to focus on dieting. And so for the first time ever, instead of just jumping into another fad diet, I decided to do something different. And honestly, what I did was just kind of lean into the thing that I think I do best, right? I have all these businesses. The thing that I do for all of my businesses, if you know me from Living Well, Spending Less or from Elite Blog Academy, I am a consumer of information, right? I have like my superpower is to be able to just consume huge quantities of of data and information and to distill it down into a step-by-step process that actually works. And that's what I've done with with all of my different businesses and my different programs and all the stuff that I, I do is really about that. But it had never actually occurred to me to do that with weight loss. I had always kind of just assumed that, well, that's not my lane, right? So all I somebody else probably has the answer to that. But I, d- I decided to actually start taking a deep dive into basically into the science of sustainable weight loss. I, I wanted to know like, what is it that actually causes women to gain weight? <laughs> and, and so I took what I knew about what had actually, the things that had worked for me in the past, and then I started to compare it to a lot of studies and a lot of data related to how our metabolism works and and just what what works and what doesn't work. And I started to like start to see patterns, right? I started to see, hey, wait a minute. And so as I started to learn all of this stuff, I began applying what I was learning to my own life. And, you know, I was like my own guinea pig. And so I started kind of slowly changing the way I was eating. And I and I started to create a system for myself, a system for healing my body and and reversing all of these things that had caused me to gain weight in the first place. I started healing my body from the inside out. And so along the way, I lost more than 40 pounds, but also became this crazy person because I'm so passionate about sharing all of it with as many people as I can. Because I think that's what makes me crazy is that the information is out there it's there. It's available. It's it's there, but nobody's talking about it. And it's so counter to everything that we've all been told. And I think the biggest thing that I want to share with people, the thing that I just want to shout from the rooftops and literally just grab people by the shoulders and shake the truth into them, like is this one simple thing. And it's this, diets don't work, right? They don't work. Diets don't work. And as long as you are trying to diet, you will never be able to reach your health goals. You will never be able to reach your weight loss goals or at least stick to them, right? Because it just doesn't work. And the really sad thing to me is that I think for most of us, our experience tells us that this is true, right? That this is the truth. Because I know that my story is so similar to so many other women. I talk to women every single day who tell me, Almost the same thing. Oh, yep, I was I did this diet and this diet and this diet. And we've all tried 
a million and one diets and they've all failed. And even the statistics tell us this is true, right? The average woman has been on eight diets just in the past year. And and also the statistics say that only about 5% of people who go on a diet are actually successful in losing weight and keeping it off long-term. Like that's a really terrible statistic. And yet we keep going back to the same old diets, hoping that this time it's going to be different. This time we'll finally find the magic solution to losing weight and keeping it off. It's it's almost like we're all suffering from this weird form of cognitive dissonance where even though the evidence clearly points us to one conclusion, we keep believing it must be something else. No, no, right? Like we have like our hands over our ears and no, 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 this can't be true. But if you can actually open your eyes to the truth that diets don't work and will never work, that's also when you open yourself up to the possibility of something new, right? That's when you get to open yourself up to the possibility that there is another option, but it's not a diet. So let's talk about that. But first, let's talk specifically about why diets don't work and why they'll never work, why they will always and forever (laughs) be nothing but an exercise in frustration and misery that doesn't actually lead to lasting results. And while I could probably list hundreds of different reasons, I think in the end, what it really comes down to is three overarching main reasons that diets don't work. So first, the first big reason is that they simply are not sustainable long-term. And that's because most diets in one way or another require you to dramatically cut back on calories and to restrict what you're eating. And this alone is not sustainable because all it does is put your body into starvation mode. And when your body is in starvation mode, literally all you can think about is food. And your body is designed that way. It's not you being weak, right? There's actually a reason for that. Your body is designed first and foremost, to ensure your survival. It is designed to keep your heart pumping and to keep your blood flowing and your organs working. And if your body senses that it's not getting what it needs, it will constantly be sending you signals and cravings to remind you that, hey, we're in danger. We need more food. We need more nutrients. We need more energy, right? So you might think that you're weak or that you just lack willpower, but the reality is that it's actually impossible to fight the way that your body was biologically designed. Eventually, you will always give in because the cravings will become too strong. So that's not you being weak. That's your body designed to protect you. But it's not just the calorie restriction and deprivation that isn't sustainable. A lot of times, just from like a practicality standpoint, so many of these diet plans are so complicated, right? They require special foods or they don't allow you to eat out or you have to cook something separate for yourself or it's just a big pain in the you know what. And I'm sorry, but that is not sustainable either because you got to be able to live your life. You got to be able to eat out and go on vacation. And if you're a mom, you still have to cook for your family and you still have to do all the things. And so many diets, believe me, I know because I've been on them all, but so many diets make it so hard to just live your life. It's like taking on a second full-time job. And I don't know what you, but I don't have time for another full-time job. Whatever I do, it has to feel easy because easy is the thing that's sustainable. So that is really the first big reason why diets don't work. They're just not sustainable long-term. You can't stick with them. Your body won't allow you to stick with the calorie deprivation. And from a complication standpoint, it's not sustainable either. (sighs) But maybe an even bigger problem with diets, and and this one is huge for me, but 
a bigger problem that I see is that they're just based on outdated science. They're based on science that doesn't actually work and isn't actually true. Almost every single diet that's out there is based on the same totally misguided idea that weight loss is just a matter of calories in and calories out, right? How many times have you heard that in your lifetime? Like so many times, right? Basically, if you want to lose weight, you just have to eat less and exercise more and consume fewer calories than you are burning. If you go to the doctor, that's what your doctor will tell you because that's what they were told in medical school. And while that all sounds well and good and even seems like, oh yeah, that must be just be common sense, it's not actually true. And this is the part that makes me crazy, like literally crazy. Because what people don't seem to connect with is the fact that your body is already burning thousands and thousands and thousands of calories every single day just to keep you alive, just to keep your heart pumping, just to keep your blood flowing, your organs functioning, right? Your brain working it requires this huge amount of calories and, and, and energy. And so your body actually has to create more energy. It's what happens with your in your mitochondria. And so most people, I mean, unless you're eating... 10,000 or 15,000 calories a day, most people just can't even eat that many calories. And most people don't eat that many calories. So the problem really isn't that you're eating too much. If it really was just about calories in and calories out, we'd all be super skinny because we're all burning a crazy number of calories every single day. So many that, like I said, our body actually has to create more energy. So if that's true, why do we still gain weight and have so much trouble losing it? Well, it's because it's not just about calories in and calories out. Our bodies are not a simple system, right? The law of thermodynamics says that everything has to be equal. If something comes in, then it has to be go out in an equal amount. But th- that only applies to simple systems. Your body, not a simple system. Very complex system. And especially a complex system of hormones. And it's those hormones that play a huge role in whether you gain weight or whether you lose it, right? Whether your body will cling to fat or whether it will let the fat go. And the problem is that almost every diet that's out there does absolutely nothing to address the hormonal issues. They just keep focusing on this outdated idea of calories in, calories out. When every diet should actually be looking at how to regulate and balance your hormones. And here's the thing. It's not just about weight loss because those same hormones are also responsible for regulating your mood and your energy and your appetite and your sleep and your sex drive and so much more. And so when you're constantly on these diets that are throwing your hormones out of whack, you're messing with so many other aspects of your health and well-being. And so that is really the way I see it, the second really big reason why diets don't work, because they're based on this outdated science that doesn't actually address the root causes of weight gain. And that brings me to the third point, right? Is that diets aren't actually addressing the underlying root causes of weight gain, right? It's outdated science and it's doing it's based on the wrong ideas but then they're not getting to the heart of the matter because weight gain is not just about eating too much or not exercising enough it's often a symptom of something else going on in your body something that is out of balance and needs to be addressed both physiologically and sometimes emotionally as well and so from a physiological perspective 
The primary root causes of weight gain include insulin resistance, leaky gut syndrome, and hormonal imbalance, right? Those are the big three. And we've talked about those big three quite a bit here on the podcast. You can go back and listen to some of those episodes because it's really important to understand those. And those underlying issues can be exacerbated from, you know, things like chronic stress and poor diet and nutrition and lack of sleep and certain medications. But the weight gain isn't the the problem itself, right? That's the weight gain is a symptom of these other problems. So if you're only trying to cut calories and you're not actually working to heal your body from the inside out, in a, a lot of cases, you'll just end up making things worse because you're, you know, you're stressing your body out. You're going into starvation mode. You're, you're throwing your hormones even further out of whack. And so that is why so many diets fail because they're not addressing the root causes of weight gain. But I think it's also important to acknowledge that there can be an emotional component to weight gain that diets also overlook, right? Our relationship with food is often tied to emotions. We use food as a coping mechanism for stress and boredom and other emotional triggers. And a lot of times diets don't address this aspect of weight gain either. And they fail to provide the tools or support for dealing with emotional eating. And it's funny because there are some programs that do talk about the emotional side of things. Um, a Noom is one that comes to mind. And, and that's great. But when you don't pair it with the physiological side, um, it's problematic. And they go right back to the, well, just, you know, just try to eat less, right? Just cut, cut the calories, less food. Eat, and don't, and they don't really focus on the hormone, the hormonal side of things. So it's just really interesting. But that's really the big three reasons why diets don't work. They're not sustainable long-term. They're based on outdated science and they don't address the underlying root causes of weight gain. So what's the solution then? How, how can we finally break through from the dieting cycle and actually create lasting change in our health and our weight? Well, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this. And honestly, I think that it starts with a mindset shift. We have to be, you know, there's a lot of things, right? There's a lot of steps that you're going to have to take, but you got to start with your mindset. You have to be willing to let go of the idea that diets are the answer and the belief that there's some sort of quick fix out there. Because that was for so long, that was my problem, right? I, I, I know how it's so hard to believe that. I always want the quick fix. And, but you've got to open yourself up to the possibility that something sustainable and long-term is actually the right approach. And I get it. I know how hard it is because like I said, I have struggled with this. I am such an instant gratification kind of person and I want what I want right now. I don't want to have to wait and I don't want it to have to take a long time. (laughs) But when I look back at my own health journey and the years and years that I spent like struggling with this, I see just how ironic that approach is, right? Because so many years I wasted on that yo-yo diet cycle, always looking for a quick fix that never actually worked long-term. And I just wasted so many precious years of my life trying to lose weight fast when the reality is what I needed was a sustainable lifestyle change. Because when I finally did commit to changing my lifestyle for life, when I finally did develop a system that was so easy and so delicious and so sustainable that I knew I could easily eat this way for the rest of my life without feeling deprived, 
when I finally did that, the weight and the, the weight loss and the health transformation, it it actually happened pretty fast, especially when I look back on it, right? In the moment, maybe it didn't feel super fast. I didn't lose like 20 pounds in five days like I was hoping to do, but I lost 40 pounds in six months. And looking back, that's pretty fast. And not only that, I lost 40 pounds in six months and I have kept it off for years now. And so to me, that is the secret. It's settling in for the long haul. It's realizing that what got you to here, whatever weight you're at, whatever health issues you're struggling with, right? Whatever you have right now, whatever your current situation is, it didn't happen overnight. You didn't wake up one morning and suddenly find yourself 50 pounds overweight with all your joints aching and having indigestion and heartburn and feeling totally exhausted all the time. It happens slowly, a little bit at a time, right? Slowly, 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 you started to feel worse and worse and worse and to the point where you don't even realize that it's happening. And so why do why do we think that fixing that is going to happen like that? Because it doesn't, right? Reversing all of that, actually healing your body from the inside out and fixing the root causes of your weight gain so that your metabolism can actually start functioning the way that it's supposed to again, that's going to take some time too. And not only that, even if you lose the weight, you have to make sure that you're setting yourself up with something sustainable, right? Sustainable habits that you can actually stick with long-term. And if, if you're making yourself feel deprived and miserable along the way, that's not sustainable. Your body will rebel. You will go right back to all your old ways and you'll gain the weight right back. So how much time do you actually need to give yourself? Well, honestly, I would recommend committing to at least one full year. And that's a minimum, right? That's no matter how much weight you have to lose. If you have more, more weight to lose than that, it might even be longer than that. But you need to give yourself enough time that you can make the necessary changes slowly and actually see the benefit of long-term results and also long enough to make those new habits stick. And that's definitely what I have experienced in my own journey, but it's also what we're seeing in our program with our clients who have now been in our program for a year or more. The long-term health benefits just keep compounding for them. And it really truly is amazing to watch. And as I've been watching this, right, and as I've been seeing this, I've been, it's really got me thinking because I also see the reverse side of it. I know how I was, and I see so many of my new clients who are who are just getting started and just wanting it to happen fast and just want, you know, give me the four-week thing and give me the quick thing. And and it doesn't work that way. You've got to commit to the long term. And as I've been thinking about this, I've also been thinking about how I think it might be helpful to create some sort of actual path for people to follow, right? Like a sort of a one-year health roadmap that lays out a blueprint for sustainable health and weight loss and like kind of maps out the whole journey with the milestones along the way. And so this is something that I've actually been working on and I'm almost ready to share it with you guys. And I got to tell you, I am... I'm actually really excited about this. And so if you are interested in seeing this blueprint, it's more of a visual thing than an audio thing. I realize this is a podcast. It's a little hard to show you a blueprint. Um, But I am going to be hosting a couple of free live workshops on November 5th and and November 6th. And I really hope you will consider joining me. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be interactive. 
My goal is for you to walk away with your own blueprint for transforming your health over the next 12 months. So like you can, hopefully you can hear the excitement in my voice. I've never done something exactly like this before. I'm really excited about it. And if you want to join me for this live workshop, it's called Healthy, Happy, and Free in 2024, because that's what we're all about, right? Freedom. Freedom in 2024. It's called Healthy, Happy, and Free in 2024. So to get signed up for that, you just go to thinlicious.com slash happy, and you can get registered. And again, the workshop is free to attend. You just have to register. So go do that right now. This is the end of this episode. So go do that right now at thinlicious.com slash happy. So go get signed up for that and I will see you back here for another new episode and then I will see you on either November 5th or November 6th for this workshop. Please tell everybody you know, if there's anybody you know who has been struggling with their weight, is struggling to get healthy, might want to be getting healthier in 2024, this is way more fun to do when you have friends doing it along with you. Tell everybody you know come. It's going to be a party. It's going to be awesome. We're going to get happy. We're going to get healthy. We're going to find freedom. And I'm going to show you how to do it. I'm going to give you a map. I'm going to give you a blueprint and you're going to be able to create that for yourself. And I'm so pumped. So I will see you there. Go get signed up and I'll see you soon.